hope you have been enjoying this legislative session. I don't believe I have ever seen a more prominent display of the great divide between the will of the GOP primary voter and the lack of regard of our rhino leadership, both at the governor and the House and the Senate level. Thank goodness at least the Senate's being a little obstinate. That is the whole point of separations of powers. Brandon Lewis here with the 10 Con Big 7 Weekend Update, where I'm going to bring you all the news that you can use and none that you can't. Now, I need you to uh, bear with me this week for two reasons. The first reason is that covering this special session has been exhausting. Uh, it, uh, it hits a nerve with me because we have lived through these special sessions for the last three or four years. And in every instance, they have been called, you know, the two medical freedom sessions were called because lawmakers stripped away our constitutional rights, completely upended uh, the way that, that we live in America and in Tennessee, closed small businesses, pushed ineffective masks, pushed ineffective vaccines, uh, threw our federal workers and our medical workers under the bus for a couple of federal bucks. And so that kind of leaves a bad taste in your mouth, right? And then the next time they get together, it's to give Ford Motor Company billions of dollars, as if it's an emergency. Okay, now the medical freedom situation was a true emergency. Given a bunch of corporate welfare, probably not, a, not, a, not an emergency, nor do we have an emergency now. And nor is the call to the special session uh, as fine-tuned as it should be. Second reason I need you to bear with me today, I'm under the weather. <clears throat> My uh, wife and kids got sick, and I thought that I would be able to avoid it. And for about two days, I did. But I woke up this morning uh, and in the middle of the night last night not feeling my best. And I'm sure that rhinos and Democrats all over the state of Tennessee are hoping that it is fatal. But I am too mean to die. So I'm going to continue on. I'm going to do my best job here. Uh, let's move along. So if I am feeling it, if I am feeling it tomorrow and if I do not have any sort of temperature and if I can get enough rest... I am going to try my very best to be in Nyota at the McMinn County Republican Women's Annual Event. I did talk to Connie today and explain my situation, uh, but I'm going to try to get there. This is the last stop on the Let's Go Brandon tour. Additionally, for those of you who have been hiding somewhere and have not paid attention, we finally got the old rhino report out. We show you the, the biggest rhinos in the Senate, the biggest ones in the House, and then the Freedom Caucus members, the folks that are actually going against the grain. The kind of folks like Janice Bowling and uh, Brian Ritchie who want to go up to Nashville and do the will of their people. They don't want to lick the boots of the governor and leadership so they can continue to climb a political ladder. Uh, we do have some really good conservatives. They are just outnumbered. And we've got a whole bunch of bench warmers up there, and we will tell you who those people are, and we will take you through a play-by-play -play if you go to rhinoreport.net. Hopefully I do not lull you to sleep with my lack of energy. But here it goes. Just fast forward this podcast about 1.3 times. That ought to get me back to my usual peppy cadence. Do subscribe to our free e-newsletter. <laughs> Text news to 423-205-5600. 423-205-5600. Uh, follow us on the social media platforms like Twitter especially, uh, where we have not been shadow banned. Uh, and also Gab, Getter, Truth, Rumble, and MeWe. Let's get right into the painful, painful truth. <laughs> 
Tennessee Senate delays special session adjournment due to potential House amendments costing taxpayers even more money on Thursday, August 24th. The Tennessee Senate leadership made the decision to delay the official close of the special session in anticipation of House amendments to Senate-passed bills, thereby adding at least one additional day to the session and costing Tennessee taxpayers thousands more dollars. Senate Majority Leader Jack Johnson made the motion to send the resolution to end the session to the calendar committee, thereby extending the special session for a now unknown number of days. Johnson explained that the Tennessee House currently has several bills. Uh, the Senate has already passed and expects amendments to be made in that chamber. I don't trust anything these people are doing up there. This just should have happened in regular session in regular order. With amendments being made to the bills already passed in the chamber, the chamber that originally passed the bills must consent to the amendments before the bills receive final passage, and it's then sent to the speakers for signing on to the governor to be signed into law. I do find it very interesting that the man who has essentially continually uh, abandoned his GOP primary voter base has not even shown up to this special session, made any noise, nothing. <laughs> so he has basically just stirred up this media circus, this left-wing protester circus, and he has put his party in the middle of it while abandoning the Republican primary voters. It is quite amazing. I keep expecting the folks at the Daily Wire to pick this up and run with it. Uh, you know, if you really are going to walk the walk and talk the talk, you can't be civically absent or quiet during something like this. But there's not a whole lot of money to be made in state politics, even though you have more actual impact on it, which sometimes makes you wonder, why do people get into this business? Moving along. Johnson moved to adjourn the Senate until 4 p.m. on Monday. According to Gary Humble, Tennessee stands, pressures being levied by Speaker Cameron Sexton uh, and intimidation tactics used for the Senate to open committees back up and pass an expansion of TennCare and Medicare for mental health service which means federal dollars with strings attached coming into Tennessee, to pass a very controversial bill sealing the records of autopsies on minors. I don't see why you would do that. Sources tell the Tennessee stands that Majority Leader Jack Johnson is secretly working behind the scenes to pressure Senate chairmen to reopen committees and pass these bills. Humble said, quote, So far, Senate committee men have held strong in their resolve to end the session. We appreciate their strength. With the addition of another day of special session, Tennessee taxpayers will hit with another 58 grand uh, to pay the legislators per diem and mileage expenses, that's a drop in the bucket. I mean, we give billions and millions to millionaires and billionaires all the time. It's just sitting in an account. I don't, I don't know that they'll miss this. However, this only covers those specific fees, funds required to pay security, the state troopers. Other random costs will be extra and will not be known until the session comes to a close. We're thinking it's going to be about half a million dollars for something that GOP primary voters don't want. Next story. Tennessee House passes legislation amid protests. Special session drags out despite adjournment attempts. When Thursday's legislative workday began, there was speculation on whether lawmakers would move forward or agree to adjourn. Putting an end to the special session on, every, uh, on everything related to the uh, quote-unquote public safety, uh, only four days into it, protesters urging gun control. And a lot of these are covenant parents. <clears throat> And I'm sad that this happened to their school, but when you will not even let the public know why it happened so that they can make an informed decision, if you don't trust the public to know what really happened, if you won't be truthful as a Christian, why should conservative Christians trust you? I don't think they should. 
parents with moms demand action and students with students demand action, a lot of demanding going on here, alongside others quickly totaled out the maximum number of people allowed in the one side of the House gallery currently open to the public. The House of Representatives was scheduled to convene at noon on Thursday the 24th, but failed to reach quorum with only a handful of representatives showing on the House floor. It was then announced that the session would begin at 3 p.m. instead. When the House finally reconvened at 4.06 p.m., many members of the public were prepared for their lawmakers to simply take role and adjourn. However, the legislative body did meet for almost three hours as they discussed and passed legislation previously considered by the Senate and granted House passage to nine bills in total, six of which the Senate had already tabled. A lack of consensus by lawmakers on what subject matter should be considered during the special session remained clear throughout yesterday's discussion. The House adjourned for a week and scheduled to reconvene at 2 p.m. on Monday, August 28th. I can't wait. I know you can't either. So far, attempts to adjourn the special session in its entirety have failed. But we got conservative legislators that are giving it a try, and that's better than leadership does, so we got to say thank you. All right, guys. Mill Creek View Podcast Live Read. Steve, I'm going to try to pump this up. I'm struggling. I'm in Strugglesville right here. I got a jacket on, and it's like 100 and something degrees outside. Guys, be sure to check out my buddy Steve Abramowitz at the Mill Creek View uh, Tennessee podcast. Make sure you put Tennessee on there. Uh, he also has season one of Mill Creek View's CEO special. is out now and can be viewed on YouTube, Rumble, Instagram, uh, video, wherever you get your podcast. A new episode comes out every day, Monday at 9 a.m., where Steve interviews great American business owners doing good business. Steve also has really good interviews with constitutional conservative John Gentry, who is the founder of We the People. You can go listen to that, so be sure to check that out. Mill Creek View also recently launched Mill Creek View Washington and Mill Creek View Florida, although I don't think that Steve should be watering down his, his coverage. I want 100%, uh, 110% Tennessee if I can get it, but I am prejudiced. So if you'd like to get caught up on what's going on in those states or if you'd like to keep up with what's going on in Tennessee, please do go to Mill Creek View Podcast Tennessee and listen to my buddy Steve. Next story. Conservatives seek to adjourn special session yet are blocked by establishment rhinos. The special session compelled by Governor Lee began Monday with the hope that many Tennesseans, uh, that there would be enough senators and representatives in the Republican supermajority, quote-unquote, to do whatever many of their, constitution, their constituents rather had conveyed to them, walk in, adjourn, and go home. However, while there was a senator and a representative that proposed the required resolutions, there were forces on the same side of the aisle working to undermine that effort. And in the end, when the resolutions were presented, there were few elected officials who stood up and cast their vote to support adjourning the sessions. It's tough to make those tough political decisions that are public that might hurt you on committees and things of that nature. It's tough. It's very tough to represent your constituents without compromise. That's, that's, part, that's what leadership is. On the House side, Representative Brian Ritchie submitted a resolution to adjourn, but only six reps, other than Ritchie, offered their support, which I think you should email and say thank you, thank you, thank you. Kip Capley, Tim Hill, Kelly Keesling, Susan Lynn, Todd Warner, and Jody Barrett. Takes a lot of you-know-what to do that. Sources inside the Capitol tell us that the reason so few Republicans showed support for the resolution to adjourn was due to the series of threats made by House Speaker Cameron Sexton, I don't doubt it, and House Republican leader William Let's Make Illegal Immigrants Police Officers Lambert. According to our sources, both men threatened members who were willing to support a motion to adjourn with the removal of their committee seats and chairmanships if they supported adjournment. We'll see if these people that actually did the will of their constituents instead of cowering behind Bill Lee's progressive coattails get punished or not. They probably will, but we're going to be covering it. I mean, these guys show with their actions every day how little they care for conservatism. 
According to our sources, both men threatened members, told them that their bills would die in committee. The number of votes subsequently plummeted from an estimated 50 to just 7. On the Senate side, Senator Janice Bowling was prepared to and did file a resolution, which sources tell us the Tennessee conservative was filed on time, but leadership simply did not calendar it on the floor. The easiest way to kill something is just to shut, shut everybody up, right? Just do it behind the scenes like Randy McNally does it, and instead send it to the Senate Judiciary Committee functionally killing it. I don't care about what you want. Next story. White County parents question middle school writing assignment about killing someone. Well, this, I mean, what, this sounds like good, wholesome academic er- experimentation, in my opinion. <clears throat> Shelly Daniels, a parent whose child is an 8th grader in White County Middle School in Sparta, asked school board members about uh, the prompt during the board meeting. Daniels said students were asked to continue a story that began with the following lead-in statement. Are you ready? I never meant to kill her. I only wanted to hurt her, but now her ghost follows me everywhere. Sounds like an old country song. According to Daniels, her son came to her about the writing prompt because he was uncomfortable with the assignment. He said, Mom, I sat there the rest of the class period and all I thought about was my mind going into dark places. Daniels said, that she originally uh, contacted the school and requested to speak with the teacher. She was unable to, but the principal told her he would take care of it the following day. The teacher, whose name has not been released, asked students to submit the assignments so she could throw it away. She only went to the school board because she did not think her complaint was being taken seriously. That's almost always the case. It's public schools. And what are your choices? We take your tax money at gunpoint, and if you want to leave, you don't get to take it with you. And if you complain, we're not going to change anything. It's, that's GOP-led education in Tennessee. That's the customer service and academic performance in a nutshell. Daniel said, we've had enough violence. We have enough negativity in the world for our kids to be subject to stuff like this. White County Superintendent Kurt Dronebarger agreed that the prompt was inappropriate and issued a public apology to the students and parents for a bad assignment. The student has also issued an apology. Guys? If watching this special session, I'm sorry, I'm dehydrated here. If watching this special session, see, I actually used my proud Tennessee conservative tumbler. If this special session has not made you want to run for office, want to support somebody better than what we've got up there now in leadership, And if the last three years have not motivated you to get off the couch, give some money, give some time to a candidate, or run yourself, I don't know that there will ever be a time when you will be sufficiently motivated. So you need to get the strategies, resources, and expert advice you need, and by then I will be much more peppy than this, to win your next election on Saturday, September 23rd in Chattanooga, Tennessee. Most people run for office, and they just don't know anything. I I have people come up to me, I kid you not, we'll be at events. Oh, I've been around politics. Mm-hmm. That's like me saying I've been around a blacksmith forge. Well, I have. I've physically seen it. I've stood around it. Could I do any of it? Nope. Do I know about the fundamentals? Uh-uh. Have I ever been successful at it? Nope. Do I have a track record of doing it successfully or helping people do it? Nope. But people just kind of walk out the door and run for office. It is the craziest, most illogical, emotional thing I've ever seen. And most often, they lose. And so if you really want you got to put your heart in the right place, right? But you need to put your brain <laughs> in the right place even more so, and then you need to put your money 
in the right place so that you can get resources and uh, advice to help you win. So at this training, we're going to be covering everything from reaching your uh, audience with social media, how to raise money for political office. You'll get a book and a workbook from me. We will also be uh, talking about canvassing door-to-door, get out the vote efforts, uh, database management. We're going to be talking about that. Uh, direct mail and how to beat incumbents from someone that's actually done it and who's been doing quite well, Mr. Brian Ritchie. So do go to conservativecandidatesacademy.com. Don't, don't wait to the last minute, people. Good grief. Just go ahead and register. Just go ahead and register. Well, I ain't got the time to drive down to Chattanooga, Brandon. Well, you sure as hell don't have time to run for office, I'll tell you that, because it's going to take you a lot more time. You're going to burn up a lot more rubber. You're going to spend a lot more time. And it doesn't make sense, in closing, to go into the woods with a dull axe. You go into the woods with a dull axe, can you chop down three trees all day? Yeah. Are you going to kill yourself doing it? Yeah. Are you going to meet your quota? Probably not. But you sharpen that axe for a little while. Maybe find somebody that can lend you a log splitter. Maybe find a resource for something that's a little better, maybe like a chainsaw. You might be able to fall and split 20 trees in a day. And it's the same thing running for office. you got to get the tools and advice you need. Most of the time, you are going to run against people that run very poor, 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 desperately poor, awful, uh, the least crappy campaign wins when you run for state and local office. So you can win. You can win, and we can help you. ConservativeCandidatesAcademy.com. If you have other questions, you can call us at 423-602-7945. I hope that's the right number. Next story. AT&T, the broadband conundrum, and a $204 million tax exception. Man, I wish somebody would give me some tax exceptions. You got any tax exceptions? I don't know. As Tennessee lawmakers rushed toward the end of the 2022 legislative session, debates over a new school funding formula, the budget, and critical race theory took center stage. But amid the chaos, lawmakers also unanimously passed the Tennessee Broadband Investment Maximization Act, containing only one item, a nine-figure tax exemption primarily benefiting one company. Tennessee is not necessarily business-friendly. Tennessee is large, left-leaning, corporate behemoth business-friendly. It's very chummy. All the lawyers, all the lobbyists, all the PAC donations, all the steak dinners and the the $500 bottles of bourbon that get opened up up in Nashville is so that our state lawmakers can take our conservative taxpayer dollars and give them to left-leaning corporations, often that compete with small businesses or put them at a competitive disadvantage. Since 2009, AT&T has spent $9.6 million to influence Tennessee state politics. Boy, if I could put in $9.6 million and get out $204,000, that's a good investment. Where are you going to get that other than corrupt politics? The company, whose significant presence in Tennessee comes from its buyout of Bell South, is the state's largest political spender, over that period, averaging five hundred grand in lobbying and one hundred thousand dollars on political action donations annually, man, you get a lot of influence for a little bit of money. The act, which largely went unscrutinized by the public media and lawmakers, as it often and usually does, because the left-leaning media gets money from who? AT and T. Yeah, they're running ads. They're running ads, right? They're they're propping up your publications and your radio stations and your TV stations. So how can you make them mad? What if they don't spend money with you? Everybody's in bed with everybody, right? 
the annual tax savings estimated by the Tennessee General Assembly is about $68 million a year. The broadband, uh, the broad nature of the tax bill and the process of its passage exposed the power of AT&T and the Tennessee legislature, where it has used its money to maintain vast influence over telecommunications and broadband in the state. And an initial draft of the Broadband Investment Act included a provision to remove barriers for nonprofit electrical cooperatives to build more high-speed networks in rural areas. Oh, no, but AT&T successfully lobbied for the bill to change into only a tax cut. Jason, email me. I'd be curious which committees this went through. Probably some of the most corrupt ones. Next story. Guys, <coughs> if I can come on here and do this, not feeling well, I think you can help us out by going to TennesseeConservativeNews.com slash support. Everybody's like, somebody else will do it. Yeah, somebody else will do it. The corporate lobbyists from the left-leaning organizations that are corrupting your government and killing your constitutional freedoms, that's who will do it. If you don't, that's why you must, if for no other reason than to assuage your guilty conscience. Please do go to TennesseeConservativeNews.com slash support. If you give any amount, I will send you, happily, this Don't California My Tennessee bumper sticker. This Don't Feed the Rhinos bumper sticker. Now, you may get something that is slightly different. I think we're running out of mugs right now. If you give $50 or more, or a $10 recurring donation or more, you will get this Proud Tennessee conservative koozie. You will also get this Proud Tennessee tumbler. And the reason I'm drinking out of mine right now is because it has healing properties. It really does. You put liquid into this thing, it has healing properties. So I think I'm going to be fit as a fiddle by tomorrow morning. That's what I'm hoping. So cheers. Good stuff. TennesseeConservativeNews.com slash support. By the way, our address has changed. Mailing address. P.O. Box 625. 625. P.O. Box 625. Signal Mountain, Tennessee. 37377. Mail your checks there if you already mail in checks. And some of you do every single month, and I really do appreciate it. It's what lets us know that there will be money there to pay our staff. Uh, you might need to change that address. We're going to be sending out letters uh, here before too long, but we haven't gotten around to it yet. Davidson County elected officials staffing offices by hiring family members. No, not more corruption and nepotism. I've never, I, I would never think that that would happen in Davidson County. Davidson County Criminal Court Clerk Howard Gentry, Gentry recently opted to avoid posting an open position in his department and instead filled the spot with his own family member. Instead of advertising the job and taking applications, he handed the job to his 23-year-old daughter, Taylor Gentry. According to Gentry, he did not create a job using taxpayer funds specifically for his daughter. He says the position was already there and was available. Gentry said, she was what I thought ideal for. When asked if nobody else applied, how do you know she was the best applicant? Gentry said, she was the best for what I needed. Yeah. Gentry is not the only elected official who's hiring family members to work for them. County uh, Clerk Brenda Wynn hired her grandson, Damian Wynn, as well as her granddaughter and niece with paid internships. That's handy. Only her grandson is still a current employee. After the paid internship, Damian Wynn remained an employee in the office, making more than $42,000 a year. Government ethics expert William Hall, professor in political science at Webster University, says hiring family is a bad idea. Hall said it looks bad when you're dealing with taxpayers' uh, money. If there's a hint of impropriety, that's bad. 
Well, there's always a, lots of hinting going around uh, for impropriety in Tennessee. Gentry's predecessor, David Torrance, also hired two sons to work in the office and was investigated back in 2011. He resigned after the then-district attorney threatened to remove him for office. A.J. DePriest of Tennessee Liberty Network said, We should expect much more than Nashville, but come on. Gentry's excuse for his unethical behavior. I'm not the first person to have done this. Yeah, and he won't be the last. Have you heard enough yet? I agree. A.J. All right, this is kind of funny. We don't get a lot of funny news. There, there may be one extra story in here. You know that I really care about you when I give you an extra story, even when I'm feeling awful, as I'm about to have to lay down. Memphis Walgreens plays classical music to lessen crime. I'm sure that'll work. As crime increases in the area of the state, businesses are under <laughs> a number of different tactics as a deterrent. Walgreens uh, in Memphis is playing classical music through its parking lot speakers. Not as a mean to entertain customers, but instead as a way to prevent people from loitering. Well, that's an interesting statement on many levels. The music is played loudly, loudly through a Sky Cop camera that is located in the parking lot. It can even be heard across the street at a bus stop close by. According to the store manager, they started playing the music about three months ago in an attempt to stop groups of people from hanging out in the parking lot. Their idea was that the music could make it an unpleasant place to stay. Other Walgreens locations in the area have also picked up on the tip. You might just not play a, play something over and over again. It says, get a job. Quit loitering. Stop trespassing. Get a job. <laughs> All right, one more here. TVA to raise rates to fund green energy initiatives. Sound familiar? The Tennessee Valley Authority Board of Directors, who, who makes just bukus of money, approved a $15 billion plan to upgrade their system while also taking action to increase energy rates for consumers. The investment was approved at the Thursday meeting in Chattanooga, allocating the funds to be spent over three years. The board also voted unanimously in a favor of a 4.5 increase in the current rate. This increase will add uh, an average of approximately $3.5 to the customer's monthly bills. TVA officials say the increase is necessary to, quote, ensure the region has the energy it needs to meet growing demand and economic development. According to TVA officials, TVA is focused on meeting growing electrical demand while maintaining energy security and moving to a net zero carbon future. Why? Why do we need to move to net carbon? Why? I think it's just so crazy that these government institutions that live off our tax dollars are, are, are basically like... They're just... It's the same old worshiping the, uh, the planet god, Right? Gaia, whoever it happens to be. This is just a cult. TVA is not immune to cost increases, inflation, and supply chain challenges. They also are going to be investing $100 million to help offset new low growth over the next 10 years with more than one or 10,000 megawatts of new solar energy by 2035. I don't trust these people. These are the same people at TVA that would not even publicly publish the salaries of their employees. Oh, we'll take your money. We'll take your money. We will uh, run this monopoly that you buy your power from. But we're not divulging how much we make. No. No. Rules for me, not for thee. What are we doing this weekend? Well, I was going to go to the McMinn County uh, women's event, and I hope I still can. I was going to go to the Mile High Campground in Cherokee, North Carolina. But I'm trying to move my office, and I think I just got too much going on, so I have canceled it. 
I'm just going to hang around the house this weekend. I may be going to a christening, uh, so I'm kind of excited about that. But generally speaking, I'm just going to rest and try to get to feeling better and to get some things done and just take it easy. That's it. That's all you get from me. I'm closing this thing out in 28 minutes. It's, all, it's amazing I made it this long. Guys, I appreciate you very much. Thank you for hanging in here with me in this uh, anemic, non-energetic presentation of the news. But between the cold and the callousness and the lack of conservatism in our local government, I think I think I just got my immune system weakened. But I'll be back. I'll be back. I'll come back stronger than ever. Don't you worry. Don't you fret. I'm not dead yet. I'm too mean to die. Too mean to die. Brandon Lewis here with the Tennessee Conservative News. Until next time, signing off. Take care, guys.